yes, indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome once again to another exciting episode of what? The Let's Boogie 101 show right here on Fresh Nation Radio. That's our new location. We'll be broadcasting from Fresh Nation Radio, WJON, and also on EAJ 1023. We are moving up in the world, ladies and gentlemen. We are moving up and we are excited. The crew is in the house tonight. And as I always say, we are fully loaded tonight. And we're going to have a riveting, exciting, informative, entertaining show for you today. As always, I'm not alone. Like I said, we're fully loaded and the crew is in the house. I want to introduce my co-hosts. They're here with me now, and they're looking at me right now. And they're saying, well, when are you going to put us in there? So I'm going to do that now. Ms. Consuelo, Patricia Pope is in the building. I was ready for you to tag me in. Fresh Nation Radio is definitely in the house. I'm so excited to be with you. Listen, I drove in here from um, I-95. I took a trip to D.C. um, And I was actually in Baltimore to see one of my girlfriends uh, perform. Uh, Her name is Songbird. She did an excellent show. We'll probably have her on at one point or another. And she tore down the place with an excellent performance. And while I was there in Baltimore ducking, because you can't really, you know, I ain't going to talk about Baltimore. I'm going to just say y'all got some different politics out there. I decided to go to D.C., and while I was in D.C., I took in some culture. Yeah, because I'm cultured. I went to the Sismoni, uh, National Museum of African American History and Culture. And let me just let you know, if you are in the D.C. area, I would like for you to make your way to that museum. Um, it's a lot. You have to process a lot. I would actually recommend that you do it in two days, but if you're there for one day, you can do all the floors, but it is a lot to take in and it's a beautiful exhibit. I surprisingly enough was intrigued by the sports section and I'm not a sports person, but mm. it's just so much to take in. I highly recommend it. Uh, yeah. Cause I'm trying to be cultured like tattletale. No doubt. <laughs> and as always, my brother, my mellow, my man, Comedian yes, in the yes, building. Yes, yes, yes. Oh man, what a day! A lot of, lot of running around this morning. You know, uh, had to go see the cancer doctors. I was at the cancer center for a little while. Okay. We talked in depth about certain things, you know, uh, regarding my health. Uh, uh, what are we? The date we're looking, projecting at where I can actually be off this uh, hormone therapy because uh, it's all oh, miss. It's driving me nuts. And uh, uh, then after that, I had to run around, pick some medicine up today. Uh, actually, I've, I've, I haven't really had time to relax at all today. You know, and, you know, um, you know, I got that Geechee blood in me coming from uh, from West Africa. So, you know, I had to have my grits this morning. <laughs> so, so I haven't eaten since this morning, but I had my grits out there, South Carolina and I. <laughs> but we're going to discuss that a little further in detail. I don't know. I don't really eat grits, but we're going to talk about that. What? Blasphemy. Really well, we're going to talk about oh, that. Oh, man. We're going to talk about you, that. I'll you tell can't you come why, over too. here, then. I'll tell you why. Hey, but that's why I'm over here. I'm putting you on timeout for 20 <laughs> seconds. I can't believe it. Yeah, Ray, what I, do you I, think I, about that? I'll you t- eat. I'll Ray. tell you all about it. Oh, I, I got I to have a formal introduction because I am the wizard. Oh, well, yeah, right, well, right, right, right. Well, Ladies and gentlemen, do. let me listen. introduce you to the wizard. The hey. The hey, hey, listen, hold on. Before you do that, I want to bring him in right, right? 
Okay. This, this is our political analyst. This is our producer. This is music veteran. Yes. Mr. Ray Caviano. Yes. The wizard. Go ahead, the wizard. Yes. Mr. <laughs> wizard of RFC Fresh, correct? And, and, and amongst other things, but go ahead. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Concerts, RFC Fresh, all kinds of stuff. It's a big week, Thanksgiving week. People are on planes and trains going to their destination, I'm assuming with family, which is a good thing. So mm -hmm. it makes it very, very special. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, the show will be the Saturday right on right after Thanksgiving. So, you know, it's been Black Friday where everybody bought their stuff online, spending mucho dollars. So it's a, it's a, it's a good week. It's a festive week as we now formally enter into the, the holidays as we speak. There you go. You know, the thing about our show, though, what's so great about moving up and, and expanding is that you might be able to catch us just about anywhere on a Saturday morning, on a Friday night, on a Sunday afternoon, on Facebook Live, on Twitch. We'll be on YouTube. We'll be all over the place. We have several pages on Facebook. So you might catch us just about anywhere. You might get an email in your box. We'll be on Fresh Nation Radio. That's right. Fresh Nation Radio. We'll also be on the website, freshnation.online. Freshnationradio.online. We'll be there too. And we'll be a lot of other places as we expand. And we're, we're now coming video-wise to you as well, not just audio. So stand by for that. Now let's get back to this grit thing, y'all. Grit. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, you got to put some respect on that. Don't say uh, it like well, that. Well, I said sir. grits. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> I feel like the G R I T S. <laughs> Man, let me tell y'all something. Let me tell you something. I do not eat grits. I don't eat uh, hot cereals, oatmeal, and 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 all uh, nothing like that. I do not. I barely eat mashed potatoes. Every once in a blue moon, when I was a kid, I had a bad experience. Someone made me some grits. And they put the lumps in the grits and I got, and I choked on the lumps. Oh no. And I just never in my life said I would eat that ever again. And I just could not understand the taste. And I know you're supposed to fix it up and you're going to tell me all about that, how you do grits. But when I did it, I must've did it wrong. And it stuck with me for the rest of my life. I will not touch a grit, a grain, Nothing. I don't put me no milk, no no butter. I don't want none of that stuff. I don't want no fish with it. I don't want any kind of grit at all. No grizzle, no grit, nothing. Now, I know y'all gonna jump on me about that and tell now, me how to do my it, brother. Can I ask? Can I ask you a question? Go ahead. I'm open. What do you eat for breakfast? <laughs> oh man, I what I eat for breakfast is regular. You know, just I mean, so I might have a might have some egg whites. I might have some some eggs. Uh, you know, that that type of thing. I eat toast, you know, stuff like that. I, cereal, but I'm not eating I'm not eating no grits. We was not, you know, they eat grits in my in my house. They ate it. You notice I said they. I didn't eat it. And I refuse <laughs> to at this point. I'm just not doing it. That's my thing. So tell me about the grits. What's so good about it? I'm not talking to you until this segment <laughs> is over. I'm crossing my arms. I just don't understand it. I'm about to take your black card away from you. I'm oh, about to man. take your cool card away from wow. you. You are not speaking my language. We are no longer for the same tribe for 20 seconds. And it starts now. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to the black tribe, to the black nation. I can't do it. Man. I can't do it. I'm selling out. Selling out. Oh, Lizzie, what is wrong with this brother? 
You I need don't... a nice big cup of chocolate milk. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, he I don't eat. Do he that. don't eat the fufu. He don't eat the grits. He don't Man, eat the chitterlings. That. I don't oh, understand. Oh, Never that. I will. No, 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 no. I put that in the same See, with, with, with grits. Grits, you can't leave the pot. That's number right. one. You got to eat once it. You put, once you put that water on, what you want to do? You want to put a little butter in the water. Let it let it melt. When Go that ahead. water starts to boil. That's when you're going to measure out your grits and put it in there, all right? And you're going to stir it very slowly, and it's going to thicken up. And then you're going to turn turn the the, uh, the stove down, right, and stir it and just stir it. My, my, what my father used to do, he would crack an egg and put an egg in there and stir it around. Me, I, I put a little bit of garlic powder, a little bit of onion powder, a little bit of white pepper, and I stir, and I keep stirring it until she's ready. If not, you're going to get those lumps. I, don't, I never make no lumpy grits. Wow. And I'm, you know, and I'm, and I'm happy yeah. for you, man. I'm, I'm really happy to hear all of that. Now that my twenty seconds is over, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm happy to hear that for you. I, I, I'm still gonna look at you sideways. I'm gonna That's give okay. you. Let me take my glasses off, and I have eyelashes on, so I'm gonna look at you side eye the whole entire show until I'm over it. This is not <laughs> the same as Chitterlands or Chitterlands or however you say it. This is. I, I, I'm. I'm. I don't even know what to say. I'm like what. What you don't eat? You know what? No, I'm. 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 I'm Am really... I the first one that you've ever heard say they don't eat grits? Listen, I done heard some foul stuff being done to grits. I heard that mm. you put jelly in it. I'm like, that's illegal in 49 states. Why would you do that? Who does that? And why are you doing yeah. that? Some of my friends from Chicago. I put. I put jelly in my grits. Well, why have it? You know, I'm not a fan <laughs> of. Some people put cheese in it. I can. No, I don't need the cheese in the grits. I'm yeah, old school. Cheese grits. Yep. Season it up, put some butter in it, not margarine. You got to put butter yeah. in it. And, right. and I'm good like that. Season it up and put some butter in it and I'm good mm-hmm. and I'm going to eat all day. And as a matter of fact, if you make some salmon croquettes, yes, I said that mm-hmm. with the grits, <laughs> that's a whole meal. And I don't need to come back until after one. If mm-hmm. I had it in the what morning. What I do, I get, me, uh, I get me some turkey sausage. You know, like you know, um, mm-hmm. the the long link turkey sausages. Yes. And I cut that up with some um, green peppers, some onions, and mm-hmm. some red peppers, and put that. Oh man, put that on top of them grits on my plate. What? I'm coming to your house because you know how to make grits. Less, I'm not coming I'm to your house for man. breakfast. I'm not coming. I'm I'll the, come for dinner, but I ain't coming master. for breakfast. Listen, there's only two <laughs> people that can make grits better than me. That was my father and my brother. <laughs> Tattletail, wow. I will eat your grits, but I am not messing. I'm coming to your house for breakfast, but I'm not coming to Les House for grits uh, for breakfast because he don't like a grits. Hey, wow. uh, oh, that's wow. going to give you some carnation instant breakfast. You know, <laughs> it says, man, now, check this out. Check this out. It says right here. <laughs> egg whites. What? No, 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 no. I eat, I eat, I eat he got the egg whites in a container. I eat, <laughs> I eat regular eggs as well. I do not eat grits, and I'm not going to eat grits. Period. Feel how you that's feel. like it's all right. you know what like, the problem is. You didn't like have green a, ham and eggs. You didn't have somebody with fat on the bottom back of their elbow. You know they had a little dentation right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, that's, you needed yeah, somebody, brand, yeah. You needed some. You needed Big Mama to make you some grits, and then you would have been yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry you had that experience. I, I might, but you know, Jane, my brother eats it. My brother, both of my no, no, no. But for whoever, mother, for whoever it, messed you know? it up for you, that one person that messed it up for you. I wish I could put them in 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 grit, a holding and grit, grit training school. Grit training school because they need that. <laughs> yes, that's what they need. It. 
And from now on, we're going to say, what the grit? Yeah, what the grit? <laughs> hey, uh, Ray, Ray, do you eat grits, man? I love grits, yes. Oh, my goodness. With, Ray, with, Ray is in with, the tribe. We got with, Ray eating grits. What the hell is Ray is in the there? tribe. I don't I know put what it with, with, what the heck uh, is going on. Some milk and sugar. Oh, my Wait a goodness. minute. Now, see, and, wait a minute. And wait butter. Minute. Wait a minute. Okay, Ray, you still in the tribe, but you're doing too much. Yeah. <laughs> you so in the is tribe. This, is this, is this gritology? Is, is this gritology? Yes. He tried what? He tried to make pudding. <laughs> he tried to make Ray, what? You ain't grit, you eating pudding. <laughs> Put a little tap milk, tapioca, and some butter. And, 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 and do my you got tapioca. Uh, right, exactly. It's like rice pudding, right? Oh, wait a minute. I like rice pudding, though. You might be on to something. Right. Oh, now that's oh, another thing. Man. I will never touch rice, rice pudding, pudding. <laughs> ever. ever. Oh, my goodness. I will not do that. I like rice pudding. I'll even put some raisins in there, you know? Man, I can't know. See, no, that's the no. that's the white part showing up in you. No. You about yeah. to put raisins in too no. many don't things. Put, don't yeah. put no raisins, no damn potato salad, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, 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 check this out. It says right here, it says grits are a staple in the black community. In addition to a shout out on internal, they have been included in a number of songs and popular culture moments. They have a rich roots as well. Due to the meal's simplicity, a place within the Black America history has been over a few hundred years. It says that who, uh, what foods, oh, yeah, oh, oh, it said it comes from fishermen. Fishermen used to use this as one of their morning meals and they, they'll add shrimp and fish to it and, and what have you. So I've, I've seen people do that and, mm -hmm. uh, and they appear to like it. I just never tried mm -hmm. it again. It just didn't make sense to me. It it was bland. And I know you have to spice it up. So I can understand yeah. some of the things you're talking about, but not today. Mm. Not There's today. always Sorry. next year. We can maybe, try. Yeah, maybe. you've been you've been traumatized. We gotta get you out. Don't worry, you'll be all right. Yeah, you'll come, be all right. I'm gonna come even a little a little bit deeper, right? Now we're gonna take this to a whole other place. I always felt that grits was slop was like slop given to given to the uh, slaves. I've always felt that way. I'll be honest with you. It was a, a low uh, <laughs> vibration uh, food. <laughs> yeah, if you want to put it that way, but it was given to the slaves and, and that along with chitlins and grits and it just looked like slop to me. It didn't yeah. look like something that someone put some love into, which now I know that you're telling me there is love put into mm -hmm. it. But I yeah, always equated yeah. that with slavery. I'll be Got honest it. with you. I always did. Mm -hmm. Got it. So along mm -hmm. with the preparation so. being poor, the preparation being poor for you, yeah. it, it it's a trigger for you. I'm going to respect that. I'm going to leave you alone. You still yeah. in my tribe, but yeah. I'm looking at you sideways. You in the tribe. You in a nation. I, 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 I thank you, my sister. You, if welcome. I'm not mistaken, I think, I think, because they call it uh, hominy grits. I think it was a delicacy among Native Americans. It was that as well. I see that too. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I know a lot, you know, I, I know a lot of stuff. Uh, so, but it, but it, it was a very economic form of food for the slave master on the plantation to feed everybody. Right, you know? yeah, well, the slave well master, basically, basically yeah. we, we made it. They didn't cook for us. We, we, we made it. No, it says that it says that it, it says right here to be very honest with you. It says the dish originated with the Native American yep. Muskegee mm -hmm. tribe, as you just said. Yep. That's what they call it, hominy, hominy. Yeah, let, let me read it. Using a corn similar 
similar to Harmony, American colonists learned to make the dish from Native Americans, and it quickly became an American staple item. So yeah, mm -hmm. so, I don't. Okay, you know. let's get off this fish. Let's get off this grit gate. <laughs> <laughs> We're on grit gate. But, but harmony, harmony grits is what they used to call it. That's what I remember. That's right. That's harmony right. Grits. That's right. You know I'm old. <laughs> harmony grits. Harmony grits. Was there? Was did it bring? Did it bring harmony? No. You know what? <laughs> You know what, Les? I'm not. It's an Indian word. I think they, it was spelled. Uh, I think it was spelled like H O M I N Y Y something like that. You're good. That's what it. That's what it is. Yeah. I'm telling yeah. you, he is. is the encyclopedia of yeah. information. Not only. Well, thank is you he very much. Not I, only I is he our, our a comedian. This is knowledge right here. We got a wizard, and we got knowledge. I, I'm 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 so glad that I'm the only girl here, so I could be the queen. <laughs> <laughs> wow! <So it's laughs> I mean, went on the whole thing. How many grits then evolved into grits? Isn't that wow. something? Black people came in contact with grits as cornmeal during the time of transatlantic right. of the translat transatlantic mm -hmm. slave trade. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Black mm -hmm. people came into contact with grits and, ch and changed and changed the lives of many during, of the people right, during the time of the transatlantic <laughs> slave trade. So, yes, that's where it resonates yeah. in my mind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But ain't nobody cooking for the next couple of days until uh, Thanksgiving. So, kids, I want y'all to be, you know, like I, I know that this will air afterwards, but the days before Thanksgiving, ain't nobody cooking. Everybody looking for pieces of bread and cracker and eating uh, tuna fish and uh, uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches because mamas are not cooking before Thanksgiving. You got to wait. You're going to be eating cold cereal, hot cereal. You might be eating some no, grits. No, You're no, not getting a full eat, meal. No, 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 no. They're going to be eating with less. <laughs> and they're going to be eating a traditional turkey meal like we always do, chicken or turkey. <laughs> I mean, that's the only thing. I, that's the only thing that I. I mean, besides pork, I don't eat pork. I'm not doing that. I don't care what nobody says. And that is also, a lot of us eat that too, whether they want to admit it or not. I'm not doing that. Uh, very rare on the beef. There's times I don't eat it for for years, and then I might touch it. But other than that, there's no pork at all for over. No pork on your fork. No, none of that. That's not happening. That's good. That, that, that's, that's good. Not happening, you know. Um, Anything else? I try to eat as healthy as I can, but I'm not. I'm not a health nut. You know, I do eat traditional food. You know, I try to cut down on. I love macaroni and cheese, but I don't eat a lot of it anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I like rice. I mean, like I like most things, but I just don't like harmony grits. Period. I'm not bad. Oh, and and let me just say mm -hmm. this: if you are in the D.C. area, um, there's a place called Carolina's Kitchen. The they food got good very harmony grits. I didn't have their grits. You know what? I'm not even going to talk. You see, you see how you're being fresh? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Fresh Nation, <laughs> the radio station as would be. And our pioneer founder doesn't eat grits, but he's still part of the nation and we love him. That's all right. I'm going to say in regards to grit gate. But there's so but there's so many different things that are going on. I mean, uh, you know, if you if you're traveling somewhere, be careful who you're traveling with, people. Not everybody that says that they're your friend <laughs> is your friend. Um, 
on a serious note, what's sad to report is that a young lady went on vacation with her friends, or let me use that terminology loosely, her so-called friends and ended up unalive. Yeah, there is yeah. video footage. Very sad. There is a mother giving her statement in regards to that she didn't believe them and it was more to it and it is. It's so sad. Um, I know that everybody probably has heard some semblance of it. Let me just give you my four cents and mm -hmm. we can make it a whole nickel. You got to be careful who you travel with. And for you young people, be careful who you travel with. I said something earlier that might've been a little bit off, off putting. Um, I think that one of the persons or a few of the persons are from the community of the LB, whatever, the Alphabet City Mafia. And I have people that are belong to that mafia um, as well. I have family members that belong to that mafia. And what I am saying is that this is not a good look for the, that, that people population. And we have to be very careful just because someone wants to fantasize about being you or they identify as being you, you got to really pick your friends like you pick your fruit. If you see that they are damaged or they're hostile, don't allow yourself to be in hostile situations just because you want friendship. And really be careful because alcohol, drugs. I'm not saying that that was the situation. I'm just saying when you travel with people, people will get on your nerves. When you, I don't know if you've ever traveled with anybody, people will get on your nerve. They will vex you, but you got to know who you're traveling with and you got to do better. I don't know what, the, I, I feel it's a generational thing. What do you feel? You know, um, what I want you to do is pull up that clip that you were playing a few minutes ago. Let's listen to that and then weigh back in on this. Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of information going around. I don't know what's what is accurate, what isn't. I've heard a lot of stories. You just mentioned something about uh, that community. Uh, I heard that this person might have been a transgender. I don't know what the true facts are. Ray, have you heard anything? Anyone? No, no, I'm not yeah. up to date on this story. To be yeah, honest it's, with you. it's it's a tragic, tragic story. It sounds like a setup. Nonetheless, mm -hmm. whoever did it, it it's. It's it's ludicrous to believe that you can go away with someone. This happens to you. And from my understanding, and this is just from my understanding, I don't have the facts, is that they went away. This happened to this young lady. The people left her there naked in the in the in the residence that they were renting, came back to America. The person dropped their bag, her bags off at her, her parents' house and said she had died of uh, alcohol poisoning. And I can't think for the for the life of me how these individuals are still walking around right now and not locked up somewhere. I just don't understand it. I don't understand it. How do you leave someone, bring their bags back, whether it's in another country or not? She was found by the uh, cleaning the cleaning uh, uh, staff, as far as I I know, and nobody's. Nobody stayed. Yeah, nobody stayed with her. And they're telling the family member or the mom that she uh, passed away or she was drinking a lot of alcohol and she wasn't feeling well. Um, however, it, it shows that the 24 death certificate, her death certificate is listed that the cause of death was severe spinal cord injury. And then there's videos of her fighting. But to my point, 
why are these individuals who who the people that went with her why are they not being arrested why haven't they been arrested what is going on with the investigation because we all know this is a a bunch it's a big lie they're not telling the truth we know there was a fight they said there were no fights that alone is probable cause you left her there mm-hmm. you left her in another country and came back here you didn't call her parents from that country so that they can fly down and get their child you didn't alert the police what 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 happened here no they packed up and left and try to wipe off fingerprints i'm sure but let me tell you something less these people will pay i really do feel because not only is a family in an uproar but um citizens people that have no relations to her, they're upset about this because how could this possibly happen this is very much giving um uh kanika jenkins this is another person that was traveling and ended up dead because she was hanging out with her friends or whatever the case may be um clearly this should not have happened um I, I, there's not enough words in my vocabulary to express the frustration and the hurt that I feel hearing this. I can only imagine you speak to your daughter, baby, have fun on your vacation um, to Mexico. She's 25 years old. You're supposed to travel and see the world and everything. And, and you, you end up from a spinal (laughs) injury. This is, and, and, and it also goes on further, what I'm reading is that it did not, the uh, death certificate did not reference any signs of intoxication. Well, we, it's a complete lie. I mean, let's keep it real. It's a complete lie, a cover-up. They lied about it. The, the mother I did hear, well, Tattletail, are you ready with that? Yeah, I think I have the, the right clip. Okay, let's play the clip and then we'll come back. Yes. And you're all listening to the Let's Boogie one-on-one show right here on Fresh Nation Radio and EAJ 1023. We're weighing in on the situation with the young lady in Mexico who went on vacation and never came home. Go ahead, Tattletail. Shaquille Robinson. Shaquille Robinson. Hold on. Let me let me get this now. Still dealing with the article. Looking for the inter- actual interview. Okay. We'll pull it up when you can. Yeah. In the meantime. You guys keep going. In the meantime, let's do this. Hey, family, what's going on? This is Les Boogie. Look, we're in the holiday season, and do I have something for you? I have some announcements for you. First of all, let me just tell you that I need everyone to have a great time with your families, with your friends. You know, enjoy yourself. Be safe. We all need to be safe out here, y'all, and we need to have a good time and enjoy the holiday season that's upon us. The other thing I wanted to let you know, I wanted to announce that there's a few things going on with Fresh Entertainment. Number one, We have a new radio station. It's called Fresh Nation Radio, WJON. And listen, we're going to be playing the classics, of course, without a doubt. We're going to be playing new music from independent artists. We're going to be playing current hits that are out now. We're going to throw some gospel on Sundays, some R&B, slow jams in between. We're going to throw the Blue Magics, the Delphonics, the persuaders, we're gonna have all of that, that classic, that classic, classic music on for you. But we're gonna come with that progressive new music, classic hip hop, today's hip hop, but we're gonna keep it clean and friendly, y'all. And it's mainly commercial free. It's Fresh Nation Radio, so get ready for that. 
I'm very, very excited about that. I want to thank you all for your support on our big event that we had up in Co-op City in the Bronx, the Bronx, New York event, the biggest event in Bronx, New York history in a very long time. I want to also let you know that I have a talk show. It's called the Let's Boogie One-on-One Show. And we talk about everything under the sun, community events, events that you might be doing that you want us to announce. We talk about politics, sports. We talk independent artists. We talk about their music and give them exposure. And we talk about current hits and current artists. We talk about everything under the sun that matters to us. I just want to thank each and every one of you for your continued support. We'll see you later. All right. Well, the family is going to be vindicated because now they're treating her death as an actual homicide, which is good. So we're going to listen uh, to what CBS News says. Okay, here we go. Time is coming through. That's that's a commercial. <laughs> it's all right. It's important. We'll wait. It's important information. Did you and your husband enjoy your stay? Yes. Visit secretsresorts.com slash love unlimited for a special love unlimited package and savings up to 40%. The North Carolina family is pushing for answers after their 25-year-old daughter died while on a trip to Mexico. Shanquilla Robinson's parents say that she visited Cabo San Lucas last month with friends. And they claim, those friends claim that she suffered from alcohol poisoning before she died. But disturbing new information has emerged, causing her family to question what they were told. Solomondre Robinson is Shanquilla's father, or rather mother, sorry, and she's joining us now. And I got to tell you, I am appreciative that you are joining us now because I can only imagine uh, the pain and the anger that you are feeling right now. And I know you want answers. Um, we mentioned that you were initially told that your daughter had alcohol poisoning. So can you talk a little bit more about when you first found out that your daughter was had been hurt, had, had, had died, what you were told, and what made you question what you were told? Well, I received a call on Saturday saying that my daughter was sick and that she had alcohol poison. But a doctor had never arrived, so I don't know where they got the alcohol poison from. So at that time, um, they said a doctor was on the way to uh, examine her. And um, she um, wasn't responding, as they told me. She said she was resting a little bit, but she wasn't, wasn't all the way responding as normal. So um, I told them to keep me informed. And I wanted to know why they couldn't take it to the emergency room, they said, because they needed $5,000 cash to be seen in the uh, emergency room. And I said, well, she has insurance. Mm-hmm. 
And um, they said they didn't take insurance by being being um, out the country. It was a little different. So at that time, um, I told them just keep me informed. And they did call back, but they still saying it was alcohol poison. So by uh, later on that evening, they called and said that Shankula had passed. Mm. And at that point, you know, it, it just took my heart crumbled up, you know, just knowing my child was gone and I couldn't get there to her, could not do anything. And um, they said the medics came, three medics came and no one couldn't do anything, couldn't save her. But um, wow. I believe Shankula was already passed, had already passed. Mm. But um, later on that next day, I got a call saying that they was over there fighting Shankula, saying they don't know why they was putting on alcohol poison. Say Shankula, they was fight, jumping on her. Who called you? And Who? these were the friends that she was was with. The, so the friends that she was with said it's not alcohol. They initially said it was alcohol poisoning, and then they said no, it's not. There was a fight. There was a fight. This was a phone call that I received that it was a fight. So the video had to be out before. They actually um, come back to Charlotte. So there, there's a video on, for people that don't know, there's a video that surfaced on social media that's that's very disturbing. You've, you've seen this video, I know. Uh, did you get a call from the police at any point about what they found? Oh, I never wow. received a call from the police wow. saying what they, what they found. Or an autopsy, anything like that. Later on that week, that Thursday, we received the call. That was the autopsy saying that it had that her death had nothing to do with alcohol. Say she had a cracked um, spanner, and say her neck had been broken. So mm -hmm. that automatically let me know that mm -hmm. she were jumped. So did you at that point have you have you spoken with the friends that were with her? Since then? I spoke to the friends like they had when she when she actually um passed it was on a Saturday right. Saturday evening night when they called, but I talked to them. I think they arrived back home maybe Sunday or Monday, and um I talked to them like on Tuesday and Wednesday. I talked to them Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and um they kept on um saying there was never <laughs> a fight. There was never a fight. So um. I didn't believe any um, stories. So after um, we received the autopsy on Thursday evening, and the autopsy told us what had actually happened to her, and so that took it to a whole nother level because um, you know you, they're saying that it was alcohol, and alcohol was not the cause of her death. Yeah. You know they jumped on her over there, and and if you see the video, the video actually shows that she did not, she was not fighting nobody back. She didn't even have a chance. All of them sitting there looking, no one sat. You know, tried to stop it. You know, she had nobody over there to help her. You know, so this and, is a, um, there was nothing she could do. This is a video that's circulating on social media. Just to clarify, when you saw that video, <laughs> did, did you think that that was your daughter? Yes, that was my daughter. Okay, okay. Um, did the friends talk about the video? Did they acknowledge the video in any way? No, never. They never acknowledged the video. As far as you know, obviously, because this has happened in Mexico, which complicates everything, we, the, the Department of State has issued a statement saying that they're aware of the reports. What do you know from the Mexican authorities and even the Department of State about where things stand then? You mentioned the autopsy well, I, report. What have you learned? Well, I know, 
I have learned now that they are looking at it as murder. Mm. And I was glad to hear that. Okay, Tattletail, <laughs> stop it right there. This, um, you know, it, it, so often it is mothers that really sort of... Wow. First of all, first of all, wow. All I can do is shake my head. It's very disturbing. Obviously, yeah. and I know we've all heard about this. We have our guest in the house tonight. My man is in the house, a good friend of mine. <clears throat> He's here, but I want to finish this segment. I want to talk about this. Uh, boss man, hold on a moment. We're going to introduce you properly. Tattletail, I want you to weigh in right now on what you heard. And let's, and well, let's go ahead, brother. It is very disturbing when you go away, especially you go away to a foreign country with alleged friends mm -hmm. and somehow in the hotel, in the hotel room, uh, a number of them jump, you start beating on you uh, for whatever reason. And then, you know, the, the other the other ones in the room, nobody tried to break it up. And it, and they said in the report, they said there was a male voice said, why don't you fight back? Well, you know, but uh, this male did not did not intervene or try to stop it at all. He says, why don't you fight back? And as the mother said, well, looking at that video, she wasn't fighting back. It was like it was like a lamb to the slaughter. You know, this 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 is horrible. But one thing I will tell you, if they are shipped back to Mexico to, to stand trial, Baby. they're not going to get out of the jails down there. Well, you better believe it. You better believe it. And they shouldn't. This is an atrocity. It's, yes, it's, it's demonic. It's evil. It's 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 beyond comprehension that people would do something like this to each other, young people. It's just, I mean, I know things happen all over the world and it's always something going on. And if you look around, things are really, truly, truly out of hand. You get all, ki all kinds of things going on. And this, this particular case is so disturbing to me because it's so disturbing, I don't even want to see the video. Right. I heard about exactly, it. Exactly. Exactly. I don't want to see it. I really don't. A young woman that could be anybody's child. Yep. Anybody's daughter. Anybody's wife. It's it's re, it's just just unbelievable. And I and I say justice needs to be done. Mm -hmm. Justice needs to be done. That young woman suffered a horrific attack. And justice needs to be done. Those people were envious, jealous, whatever their so-called reasoning was. When someone does not fight back, you have won already. When you beat someone senseless, when you break somebody's spine and their neck, you are a demonic spirit working through you. That's hatred. And to do that to a human being, you have to ask yourself, where did these, who are these people and where do they come from? You know what? Our young people and people in general, you need to read the signs, the vibes of who you're around. Mm -hmm. You need to understand that everybody that says they're a friend is not a friend. And you got to be able to pick up on that. See, that's where maturity comes in. Mm -hmm. That's where getting older comes in. We know the BS when we see it. We kind of know the vibe and feel it 
when we're somewhere, we can walk in a room and say something doesn't feel right here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Facts. We can look at someone and catch them looking at you sideways or giving you shade when you know that they have no good intentions for you. And we know how to remove ourselves from these situations better than someone with less experience. Right. See, all of these young people want to run around like they on love and hip hop, turning up in Mexico and they watching all of these all these things on television. They're going over here and it's all glamorous. And they try to live their life like it's golden. They think they're them. And they're thinking that everybody's a friend. You see, they're play acting on them things. They're play acting. They're getting paid for that. And then you go out here, and I understand that she was an accomplished young lady, had some really good things that she accomplished at a young age. And you're running around with people. And they said that when she walked in the room, according to the video, the look she got from them, she didn't, she didn't pick up on that look. They said they looked at her, and you knew something was about to jump off. You know what? You know, there's a there's an old saying. Everybody who you call a friend doesn't look at you as being a friend. A lot of people hang hang with you because they're actually they're jealous and envious of you in the worst way, because who knows? They could have planned this trip to get her out of the country so they could do that to her. Exactly. No, exactly. You know, that's right. My mother used to say you can count your friends on Mm -hmm. one hand. Your mother ever tell you that? Your two friends, you can count them on one hand. And my mom was worse than that. My, my mom would say, you ain't got no friends. If you want a friend, go look in the mirror. I hear that. I like that. I like that. But you know what? Without further ado, it's unfortunate this is going on. We'll get back to that. But I want to introduce my man is in the building. My man, the boss man, John Hall, entertainer extraordinaire, is in the building, ladies and gentlemen. He's on the How you doing? Yeah, hey. he's here. What's up, John? What's going on, man? Oh, man. I just been getting blessed, man. And having good friends like you, man, always just make things better, Les. You know? Yeah, man. Um, I've been traveling, man. And, you know, uh, you know, God has just been blessing me. Um, I've been just fortunate, man. But, you know, like you were saying, this entertainment world, man, is real deep, man. You got to watch who you be around, man. Yeah, but you know, you don't need nobody uh you know trying to con game on you and all that. You know, um, it's like you say, you gotta pick your friends, man. You gotta know who you're dealing with. I mean, right. and I mean I mean, really know them, man. Cause I mean, I've been around a lot of snakes, you know what I mean, and I figured them out real quick, man. When they start mm-hmm. that quick talking real fast with the tongue, you know, I pick up on it real fast, man. And mm-hmm. you know, I learned throughout the industry. By being around Kenny Gamble, Leon Huff, Ronald Bell, you know, I've seen things go on in the industry. And today, you know, there's really no industry. Right. There's no more industry. I mean, I haven't seen no record companies, nobody picking anybody up right now today. Everything is like Prince said it was going to be on streaming. Well, check this out, John, before we get started, mm-hmm. dig a little deeper. Let me introduce you to the team. Okay. We have Consuelo Pope. This is John, the boss man. So nice doing? to meet you. How you doing, young man? You too. Yes. Thank you. Good God bless you. And I'm good to meet you too. All right. And then we got the comedian Tattletales in the building. This is the boss man. <laughs> What's How up, doing, man? I done I'm heard so much right. about you, man. Feel like I've been knowing you for 50 years, man. Oh, man. You know, look, we, we are one soul when we into the entertainment world, brother. We all there got you one go. soul, There you man. go. 
You know, Coming from the city of brotherly love, huh? Yes, sir, brother. I mean, it's a lot of good things going down here with some good people. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, we're trying to make some moves and we're trying to stay positive from all the negative stuff that's been going on, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But um, they done got to the bottom of that. Thank God for that. You know, they done got to the bottom. The city done calmed down, you know what I mean? And, you know, just a shame how it came out. But, you know, it had to be one of us involved, you know, mm -hmm. with the madness. But we really ain't got the power. I think he just escaped goat. You know exactly. I mean, he's going out there. You know I mean, but you know, he put himself in that predicament, and he got to suffer cause for it. Right. You know I mean, you know, right. but um, you know, on the other hand, of Philadelphia, um, we trying to make it happen. Uh, I got the um, R and B Day concert coming up in March. This concert uh, is put together by a woman by the name of Star Carr from out of California. Uh, she's very good friends with Elder Barge and his family, and several you know, celebrities out there, you know, and she connected with me and had me on a few of shows out there in California as well, up in Newark, New Jersey. And, um, you know, I've been doing these things with her. So she went to the legislators and she got what we got now known as the R&B Day. Mm -hmm. So, we you know, it's on a calendar for every March, first Saturday, every March, it would be known as the R&B day where everybody around the world can listen to, you know, R&B and play R&B all that day to acknowledge that day. Right. You know what I mean? So wow. we're going to have the concert here in Philadelphia along with the award show. Nice. So when hey, this John, concert, John, yes. I'm sorry to cut you off, but mm -hmm. if I be remiss, I got, I got someone you know here with us as well. He's behind the scenes. Okay. Aviano. Hey, Rick Ray, record company man. There you go. <laughs> how, you, how you doing, boss man? Everything good? Yes, sir, brother. I mean, you know, it's, you know, hey, man, I really had no complaints, man. You know, I'm just fortunate, you know what I mean, to actually uh, be carrying the shoes of the Godfather of the Soul. Uh oh. You know, and these some heavy shoes to carry, but, you know, uh, God has blessed me to have the strength to go out there and perform, you know, and be accepted by the public, you know, and uh, I've been traveling right now. I just got back from New Orleans. Oh, good. And good. I'm going to tell you, man, that was the experience that blew my mind, brother. Mm. I mean, it feels so good to go somewhere else from your own city and be accepted the way they accepted me down there, wow. you know. And I mean, they opened it up, man. I was riding around in limousines, man. They were chauffeuring me around. You know, <laughs> I was with um, one of the great uh, blues singers, man. Um, his name is Henry Turner. He made the song called Baton Rouge, Baton Rouge, you know, which is Baton Rouge is the capital of New Orleans. Mm. You know, so I mean, they showed me the bio, you know, how things of people are living down here. But I'm going to tell you, man. Uh, that was a beautiful experience. I'll advise any entertainer. You got to go down there on Bourbon Street, man, and mm -hmm. actually experience this thing for yourself, man. Yes. Wow. I, I mean, it is money, 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 money. You know what I mean? Mm. You know, all day long. Because <laughs> yeah, when I spoke to you, when I spoke to you, you was in the airport. You was on your way back. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was on my way back to Philly. Cause I'm back now because uh, I got a show this Saturday, uh, the 26th, uh, Baby Dave. Yeah, man. That's right. Matter of fact, I'm looking for you to be in the house. Then well, I'll be there. Book. I'll be there. I'll okay. be in Philly. Let's boogie. Yeah. We'll be in Philadelphia this Saturday. You better believe that. That's right. Baby Dave, that's, that's where's that Treasures, right? Yeah, at Treasures. 2050 okay. got uh, what Chuck Rock. Chuck Rock is coming in. 
Uh, the second, then after that is the uh, cabaret type style uh, show, you know, with legendary groups that's going to be from Philadelphia on there, you know. Um, but getting back to the R&B day, um, we have the legendary Blue Notes mm. that's going to be on the show. Okay. We got the Philly, the Philly Intruders. Uh, we have a beautiful, yeah, we got a beautiful group that I want to introduce you to, Les, that I mean, these people are beautiful, man. And you talking about far as like uh, bringing the buses in with the people on it. It's a group out of Baltimore who called Jakar. Jakar, you told me about them. Yeah, yeah, they tight, man. They tight and, you know, they willing to work with all the promoters as far as getting on these concerts, you know, and actually supporting, you know. They they bring over a hundred something people to your affair, really? you know. Yes, sir. Well, we got to talk about that, bro. <laughs> yes, sir. That's cool. We got to talk about yeah. that, man. But yeah. listen, let, let me ask you this, man. You know, mm -hmm. always this, man. You, you're being interviewed with us on the Fresh Nation Radio. This is Les Boogie one-on-one -on -one show. We want to we wanna know about John the Boss Man Hall. John, I want you to take us back. See, because you got some history. Yes. You know, you're talking current right now. But I, wanna, right. I want you to let the people know <laughs> where the Boss Man comes from. I was talking about okay. where, you, where you started at. It's your okay. mic. Your story. Take us through a journey, brother. Okay, brother. Well, in the year of 1979, I started a well-known dance group throughout Philadelphia called the Flamingo Dancers. The Flamingo Dancers was uh, Richard Wilmer, Daniel Watson, Edison Lamont Fisher, Chanel Williams, and Denise Powell, and myself, John Hall. Uh, we used to go out throughout the city uh, doing cabarets. You know, I mean, we used to be clean, the Board of Health coming up in there. We got the top hats on, the tails, and I got the little guys in the derbies. You know, we stepping out, you know, the limousines, stuff, running up in these places and performing. This is the time when Philly International kind of shut down. It okay. wasn't nothing else coming out of there. Okay. So, you know, we feel, though, let's go entertain the people. And in the same time, we was hustling, you know, and we was bringing in like $2,500 a night. You know, okay. just going out on a Friday and a Saturday. You know what I mean? But from the Flamingo Dancers, um, we got hooked up with uh, WPVI-TV Channel 6 uh, with the legendary uh, singer Al Alberts from, mm. from uh, Al Alberts and the Four Aces. You know, he had a TV program that ran here in Philadelphia for many years. Uh, Al Alberts gave me my first shot to be on television and never looked back since then. Um, in the year of 1983, um, met the Godfather of Soul, James Brown, at the Uptown Theater. Wow. You know, had us had us come in. As a matter of fact, that show was James Brown and the Dells. Oh, okay. You know, yeah, Dells. the original Dells, the wow. original Dells, back in '83. Okay. Nice, and, um, nice, legend. They had they had me open it up, and I had the dancers back there. And um, Cal Bowles, it was very funny how he did that because I was working there as an usher. You know, cleaning the owls. A brother came in one day um, and he looked at me. Mr. Williams said, well, wait a minute. They was looking for an opening act, you know, mm -hmm. open up the show. Yeah. So the brother came in. He had all these auditions going on and I'm sweeping the owl. So I passed by them, you know, getting the stuff out the owl and everything. I was the usher. So the guy looked at me and he recognized who I was. And he said, well, excuse me, uh, ain't you John Hall? I said, yeah. He said, Cal. I want you to shut this down right now for a minute. He said, what you mean shut it down? He said, man, we got the guy right here that can do it all. He said, wow. shut this down, man. He said, Cal looking at me like, what are you talking about? He's a worker of mine. He said, Cal, you don't know who this is. He said, shut this down right now. Let's go to the office and talk. You know what I mean? So he shut it down to everybody get back with him. 
Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he came to me and said, listen, man, uh, you know, uh, we want you to uh, open the show up and how much you want. I said, $1,500. He said, $1,500? He said, man, I don't even pay you that now. We you want some $1,500. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know? So I said, well, look, man, one thing ain't got nothing to do with the other, man. That's right. You want the show done, then we got to, you know, I got to get my guys and everything. We're going to get together and do it. So he right. said, man, you know what? I never saw you, but I'm going to take my man's word. But I'm going to tell you something, man. You know, I said, Cal, listen, if you got a problem with the money, this is what we can do. If the people don't accept us, don't pay me nothing. Hmm. He said, hmm. oh, you know, he said, you know what you're saying? I said, I know what I'm saying. I said, if they don't pay, if they, if we don't get this crowd rocking, you know what I mean? But what he didn't know, we was already doing that uptown theater before they even turned it into the new tech. He okay. didn't know that I was little Johnny at 10 years old going up on the stage with Butterball and Georgie Woods dancing <laughs> on the stage. Oh, Butterball. wow. Oh, <laughs> can, I, can, I, can, I, can I stop you for, for a minute? Uh-huh. Georgie Woods had a show, I think, on either Channel 48 or 29 in Philly. Uh, 29. 29, yep. Georgie Woods. That was Georgie the show. Yep. That was the show. I was yeah. about 10 they don't years know old. About, they don't know about Georgie Woods' show. They don't know about that. They don't know about that. <laughs> but I was on it. I was on it. I don't know about that, that but I'm going to find that. 10 years old, brother. 10 yep. years wow. old. Wow, that's history, man. That's history. That's you know, so they had me come up there and perform. Now, when I came back to the theater, I come with the three little boys. One was six years old. No, he was eight at that time. The other one was 12 and one was 13. So we go in there, we perform, you know, and we turn it out. And he was like shocked because the people were screaming before we even came on the stage. Because <laughs> we've been seen on a television program on our hours uh-huh. every Saturday morning. You know what right. I mean? So now we, we being seen live. So he said, man, you man, he said, man, I want y'all here every time we do something, man. So we got booked for the next three years to do that theater. Wow. But on that day with James Brown and them, we go backstage, we did the show. This lady runs back there. She says, listen, I want to talk to y'all. She, I said, what? She said, I, uh, we wrote an album and we want y'all to actually do this album. She never told me what the album was about. So I said, well, what you want me to do? She said, well, come over to Camden because Broadway Eddie and I want to talk to you. I said, okay. So now this is, like I said, this is 83 going into 84. Mm. So now we get over there and come to find out, lucky I said yes. Because the album that they wrote was dedicated to Michael Jackson. Really? And Michael, and the album is still on YouTube today. Wow. You know, we went under the name The Broadway Thrillers. The album was wow. called Let's Do the Michael Jackson. Wow. And the first voice you hear on that album is mine. Wow. You know? And I mean, that that took off. But what put the light off of us at that time was New Edition. Ah. Because that's when they came along. So, right. you know, they was pushing. Right. right. They was that's pushing right. at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, and we wound up doing a show with New Edition at Club Harlem. You know, be wow. in Atlantic City. <laughs> you know, yeah, a lot of people don't know about Club Harlem. They don't oh, yeah, know about the Garden. Right. You know what? I mean? Kentucky yeah. Avenue. Kentucky That's Avenue. Right, yes, sir. Right off, of, right off of Atlantic Avenue. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and now, you see it now, you there. Even know. <laughs> That's right, brother. Good one. Uh-huh. We got a question. You got a question? No, I was snapping my hands because oh, okay. I'm like, Tattles Hill said he was there. He- I was there. I'm telling you something. Anything you wanted to find black in Atlantic City was on Kentucky, Kentucky Avenue. Avenue. Even the That's mosque right. was on Kentucky Avenue. 
That's Everything right. was on Kentucky Avenue. If it was That's black right. and you wanted Kentucky Avenue, baby. Think Tattletail's about 90, man. He's about 90. He'd have been down in Cab you know, Calloway and everybody else. Go ahead. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Go ahead, John. And they, took us, they took us up in Sigma Sound Studio. Um, so we in there performing, you know, spinning the hats and dancing and everything. So uh, boy, Eddie come in and he had this old guy with him. You know, and he got a cane and everything. He walking in. So we getting down to the music and everything. And uh, then he stopped us. He said, listen, y'all, y'all been approved. I said, been approved by who? He said, the gentleman was sitting right here. So I said, thank you, sir. You know, he bent mm -hmm. over, grabbed the hair, pulled it over his face, and it was Michael Jackson. Wow. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. wow. Wow. Michael Jackson. And we stood there and looked at him, and he gave his approval for us to go under the name the Broadway Thrillers, and he paid for the album to be done. Wow, that's crazy. yeah. So, wow. so now, after that, you know, I get a call from a um, brother named Sam Wilson because uh, a Miss Valerie Ford uh, was the lead singer for the recording of Philly Cream. So they had to get another member to fill the shoes of a good partner of mine that went on with his career, you know, and I had to come in and fulfill them shoes and um, wind up doing an album in 1980. No, 19. It was 1986. We came out with the album called Love Can't Turn Around by mm -hmm. Philly Cream, written by the legendary Tony Carmelo, who actually wrote the song and was the engineer on Gladys Knight and the Pips album, Midnight Train to Georgia. Mm, he, wrote, he wrote that song, Love Can't Turn Around for Philly Cream. We ran into this guy in Miami, Florida, doing a show at the Fountain Blue Hilton, you know? Mm. And so being with Philly Cream and then uh, traveled a little bit here and there with them and then came home and uh, decided to, um, you know, um, start my own show. Mm -hmm. And I started working with the boss man. You know what I mean? And I admired James so much because I, I had some great talks with James. And I met him twice in my life. You know, and the, the things that James told me, man, you know, because see, I'm a Taurus. James a Taurus. His right. birthday in May, mine is in April. You right. know, so he told me, he said, man, listen, you know, and at that time I wasn't doing James. I was just dancing. You know what I mean? But they said, you got the style like James Brown, you know? So I just started working on it and working on it and perfecting it and perfecting it. And then I went up to New York and uh, I won, you know, the Apollo. Mm. All right, you right. Know? okay, okay. And, and then the Apollo turned around and called America's Got Talent and they called me and they think I know I was on America's Got Talent. Wow. <laughs> Performing wow. James Brown, wow. you know, from that, from that show, I get back home. I get a call from, um, what, this company out of uh, Atlanta. They was doing the movie, Get Up, with James Brown. Yes. So I went down for the auditions. It was five of us. Yeah, I mean, we all went down there. And uh, mm -hmm. when they cleared the room, it was just me and Chadwick standing there. Wow. Really? Yes, sir. And they told, told me, me that, right. yeah, they told me, they said, look, man, out of all respect, we're not trying to, you know, uh, try to say you're not good or anything, but see Chadwick, he had uh, Felicia Fashaw and Denzel Washington and back of him, and then he's from Harford, you know what I mean? And he already had a couple, 
a movie under his belt, what, 24 or 42? He did it for yeah. uh, Jackie Robinson. Mm-hmm. He did that movie. But right, before right. that, he did a few scenes on television. So they asked you certain things, how to critique the camera. You know, I didn't know what they were talking about, but I said, look, man, if you show me, I can do it. It's no problem. You know, my thing was come down there and get a part. But then I tried to switch it because they picked him for James. I was trying to play Bobby Brown next. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you know, I mean, uh, Bobby Bird. I was Bobby Bird, Bobby, Bobby, Bobby Bird, man. You know, give me one part. Man. I know what you meant. <laughs> so he said, um, he said, well, man, look, don't worry about it. We're going to get back with you. I said, all right, man. Three years went past. They came back and they made me the co-star of a movie recorded right here in Philadelphia called Airy Planet Live. Come on, every Saturday on Vimo. Well, I know all about it. You know, I know. Yeah, man. And uh, that that was a blame buster. But let me give, give me take you deep into what something that happened to me, man. That this, <laughs> this why I say don't. <laughs> Don't ever give up on your craft or what you believe in, because you never know you could be at the right place at the mm. right time. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? And I have that experience happened to me, man. And I'll never forget it. It's gonna be in history for the rest of life. My children, my grandchildren are gonna know about it because I am inducted into the Jackie Wilson Foundation Wall of Fame. That's right. Let me that. show That's you right. what Jackie Wilson's daughter gave me. And right, the state of wow. Michigan, Keep the that up there. We're going to highlight you. Keep that up there right now. Keep that up yes, there. Keep yes, that up sir. there for a moment. We're going to put that state, on, on yeah, highlight. State, the state of Michigan. Okay, now. You know what I mean? Put and it back up there, John. Keep it, there you yes, go. Sir. There you go. Okay. I see that. Yeah. I saw yeah. you getting inducted. Yes. Congratulations yes, on that too, yes, man. Yes, sir, brother. And mm. that right there from, I mean, it couldn't have been done by nobody better. Uh, when that happened, I was so shocked, man. I'm, I came there as a guest uh, of the Stub Girls. Now, let me tell you who the Stub Girls are. Fag group. They are Levi Stubbs, mm-hmm. daughters and nieces and sister right. from the Four Tops. They met me in California, did a concert out there with them in Monterey, California. And they seen the effect that I put on them people and they went back to Motown and they told Brendan, you know, we got the right guy to do James Brown. And they called me in and I wasn't even looking to be abducted or anything. But I mean, you never know what God plan has for you. That's right. And so now I I got these awards, man, you know, and that's the one that came from the state, right, of Michigan. This is the one that came directly from Jackie Wilson's daughter. Nice. Nice. Wow. Wonderful. Nice. You know what I'm saying? You, you know, go. you know, that that's what the one she gave me. Yeah, you know I mean, and that a thing now that she has, Brenda Wilson, um, she just got her father on the Walk of Fame. They uh actually did a street for Jackie Wilson. They re-raised his grave up, man, and had a nice ceremony and put a nice bench right there where you can sit there, you know, contemplate, you know, on this man's career. You know, um, there's so many people I met down there, man. Um, Cheryl, uh, Cheryl Ruffin, David Ruffin's daughter, you mm. know, of, of the Temptations, you know. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, she yeah, she's married to uh Lamont Shobo Robinson who was one of the Harlem Globetrotters. And now today, Lamont Shobo Robinson is the CEO of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. 
Oh, really? Yes, he runs that. Oh, you okay. know? Yeah, okay. he does that. And um, I mean, there's some beautiful people in Motown, man. And I've been with them for now for the past four or five years. And, you know, I've been rocking and rolling, man, just doing shows here and there. Um, another great show came up um, when I got back from Detroit. Now, I'm going to tell you, this, this is amazing, man, because I've been seeing this thing pop up, man. And all I could do is give praise to God, man. You know what I mean? I get back from Detroit. A friend of mine by the name of Joe Williams, that's from the group called Tribute to the Legends, he calls me. And he said, John, congratulations. I'm thinking he's talking about what's going on in Detroit that he might have saw on Facebook Live. Mm -hmm. But he said, no, John, I'm talking about you opening up for the whispers. I said, what? That's what he's <laughs> talking about, man. I said, nobody called me, told me nothing about that. He said, John is all over the radio. <laughs> he, said, he, said, it's the, he said, it's Stephanie Mills, After Seven, The Whispers, and you. He said, man, they've been running this ad for almost all day. He said, I got up this morning and I heard I just had to call you and congratulate you, man. Because mm -hmm. see, the Dell in Philadelphia is one of the biggest stages you want to do. Right. Mm -hmm. That was one of my dreams. Even when I was dancing, that was a dream to come to that place, you know, and actually do that. Now, after I did that, I'm going to show you something else that happened right after that that put me in the right place at the right time. I go downtown to do a fair for somebody. This cat was playing games. You know how you see a guy, you're trying to get your money to get your show. You know, Tinkle know what I'm talking about. They keep walking back and forth. Like, you know, <laughs> they don't want to pay you. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so I pulled a man to the side. I said, look, man, you got our money, man. He said, man, look, man, we ain't got your money, but y'all can do the show. I said, nope, we out of here, buddy. You know I me, mean? but somebody was watching my mannerisms, how I handled that. Right. You know I mean, without right. getting into any argument, without you know making a big thing of it. So I, we walks on outside. This brother follows us out. We don't know this brother from a can of paint. He said, "Excuse me, brother. Let me talk to you for a minute." I said, "What's happening?" I said, "You don't work with him, do you?" He said, uh, "No, no, 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 no." <laughs> you know, he said, uh, uh, "I got something to present to you." I said, "Well, what you got to present to me?" He said, well, listen, man, um, I ain't like how that went down. He said, but uh, I got a show coming up at the Philadelphia Met. Mm, okay. My heart dropped when he said that. Because the Met just opened up. This is one of the big historical places in Philadelphia. This used to be called the, um, it was, they said it, it was known back in the 40s and the 50s as the Opera House. Right. Oh, wow. I mean, okay. this place is beautiful on the inside. I mean, you're talking about balconies and, I mean, the royal colors of everything was in that place. When they took, and Live Nation owned this. So I said, man, you got to show it to Matt. He said, yes, man. He said, I need you, man, to come in and open this thing up. I said, man, without a shadow of a doubt. Look, he gave me about 50 tickets, said take half of the money, you know what I mean, and still paid us on top of that. I mean, that was the experience, man, to walk in that place. It's like walking back in the 1940s, the right. walk up in the Met. I mean, it's going it's to it's give you that set, man. It's unbelievable, you know, and it was a great pleasure to knock that spot off. You know what I mean? And um, I was doing a few casinos here and there, you know, and then on top of that, uh, my band came to me and they said, man, we've been watching you for years and years, man. So we wrote this album. 
I see y'all wrote an album. He said, yeah, the album got 10 songs on it and come to be the number one hit. The song is called I'm the Boss Man. And they, John, they, they, hold on. Hold mm-hmm. on right there. Hold on right there. Mm-hmm. Say no more. Say no more. That's something for you. Say no more. All right. Mm-hmm. Hold on for a minute. I know where you're at. You talk about the album. We'll come back mm-hmm. to that. Hold on. Yes, sir. Boss man. John Hall.
the new Fresh Nation Radio, the heart and soul of the nation. Our strength is in our music. WJON, banging the hits. All right, John Hall, we're back. Let's book you one on one show right here on Fresh Nation Radio. Come on, John, pick it up. You with hey, the band? Man. You got the album? You Go ahead. Got, we got the band. We did the album. Um, I'm going to take you back to something that you said to me less, about four, five, six years ago. You said, man, all you need is a song. Ah, you remember that. My I remember man. that. That's right. You were working, you were working <laughs> with um, the big brother, the brother with the Dells now. Peter Wayne. Peter Wayne. Yep. And you said, boss man, all you need is a record, brother, and we could go from there. And I told them boys that, and they started working and working, putting their head together. But you can see it's a James Brown groove. No question. You know I mean? the right. You got they, the funk, baby. You got to bring the funk with that one. I said, funk. okay. And everywhere I go and perform that, man, the crowd is like, they hear it, and they get right into it. They said, man, you know, they said, man, you got to get this out on the radio. So this is the problem that we've been having with this radio thing. You uh, know what I mean? Talk to us. But, you know, but like I told him, I said, man, hey, I told the guys, I said, look, we just got to keep pushing it. Now, I sent it overseas. It's playing over in London, in Scotland, England. You know, I hooked up with a brother by the name of Maximilian, you know, and Max uh, has a record company out of Germany, and they're doing stuff over there on wax. Mm. You know, mm. they're going back. You mean putting stuff out and he's making deals with different artists, putting their stuff out overseas, you know, and while wind up doing that with the album, we started just doing a basic traveling, uh, performing here and there, you know, but um, right now, like I said, we got a lot of things coming up, you know, um, like just last August, um, they asked me to um, help out with the Cancer Foundation. Okay, because um, I'm a cancer survivor, you know, praise God for that, you know, that they caught that right in town. Okay. And um, they, um, you know, they came to me, uh, Cure Cancer with Music. Um, I had to show them how to put these things together. Uh, on top of that, now I'm coming back next year with American Cancer Society. You know I mean, they're going to get behind me and sponsor me to do a fundraiser, you know, and what I do, I bring the recording groups in, I bring the comedians in, you know I mean, and they get hired through these companies, you know, and uh, they make some money. And then I'm working also with uh, Michael Pleasant from Comcast. You know, he's going to do a documentary on me and follow me around and do some documentaries on me so we can start working on the book getting the book out that yeah. you may know my name, but you don't know my story. Gotcha. Mm. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. We're going to work on that. And, um, you know, I mean, it's just been so much, man. Stephanie Mills, very beautiful woman to work with, man. Very beautiful. I mean, strong vocals, you know, Gladys Knight, you know, she's, her and Patty's like a mother to me. You I see mean? you. I see you. What's, what's your relationship with Patty? I see you in a lot of pictures with her. Well, Patty, Patty remembers me from the Flamingo Dancers. See, we was up under a guy named Sharky that was working with Kenny Gamble now, you know, and Patty always, everybody looking at Patty like this brand new cook. Patty been cooking all her life. <laughs> you know, she used you know, to be down the record company cooking real good. So, you know, you know, it's nothing new to us, but hey, when you see that you can take a market and go ahead and market yourself and hey, 
you know, it's another avenue for you as an entertainer, yeah. you know, the market, yeah. you know, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, they want me to do some modeling now. So I was like, well, okay. And I got a great surprise uh, from a brother from out of the Philippines. He uh, actually put a sneaker out now. Got on mm -hmm. there, the boss man. Are you serious? <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. I was, I'm going to send that to you. Kicks, Let you look at that, kicks, bro. Huh? I like to see <laughs> yeah, that. Some sneakers yeah, out there, man. That's okay. dope. That's dope. You know, you know what? You know what I want to ask you now? Mm -hmm. Philadelphia. We're here. We're here in New York, right? Mm -hmm. Now it's amazing how Philly has its own music scene, mm -hmm. and New York has its own music scene. Right. And listening to you, you know, you, you know, you're talking about uh, some of the names you mentioned. You know, those entertainment names and the people that you've passed through with your experiences right. out there in Philly, mm -hmm. in New York. You know, we have our own experiences. But nonetheless, both cities are legendary in the entertainment world, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Now, when you you've been in New York, you've come to mm -hmm. perform for mm -hmm. British Entertainment. You've, you've mm -hmm. been here with us. Yes. And um, you get to travel around the world. But mm -hmm. I wanna I wanna now compare Philly and New York, and I don't mean what's better. I wanna mm -hmm. I wanna I'm talking about the differences, the similarities. You know how it's it's amazing to me how you can be famous in one city, right? Not known in another city, right? You, you understand what I'm saying? And right. It's a whole crew of DJs that are killing it in Philly that nobody mm -hmm. know New York. A whole crew of DJs that are killing it in New York that nobody know in Philly. Right. Comedians nobody know in Philly from New York, but everybody know the Philly the Philly crew, and everybody right. has their niche. Did their niche and everybody has their area. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, mm -hmm. and and it's amazing how I'm gonna give you a name, Perry P. Okay. Perry mm -hmm. P is 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 hip hop first generation royalty in Philadelphia. Yes, he is. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But he's not known here in New right. York. Right. He's not known here in New York. Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, he still keeps striving. I still mm -hmm. I see him on stuff. I see him mm -hmm. doing his thing. He's on the thing with Chubb Rock coming up on Friday. That's I see right. all of this, hosting right. a lot of stuff. And then we'll have someone like uh we'll have somebody that doesn't really like 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 we'll have DJ Hollywood here, right? Okay. And y'all don't know DJ Hollywood, but he's legendary here. You right. see what I'm saying? So it's mm -hmm. just amazing how everybody can do their thing, still keep doing it. Some people broaden out. And you're mm -hmm. one of those people that have broadened out. And let me tell you something about this brother. Consuela, Ray, Ray knows this, and Tattletail. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something about this brother right here. You're not going to find a harder hustler than this man right here. Than my brother, boss man. You're not mm -hmm. going to find somebody that's going to get out there and, and, and walk it and not just talk it. He's going to make you notice who he is. He's going to call you and say, I'm coming. I need mm -hmm. to get on that show. <laughs> That's right. And he's, and he's been, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, man, this cat is one of the hard, you talking about James Brown, well, you took his spirit in the way you do your business. Wow. Not your show, but the way you do your business. That's saying right. something. You, you, you work hard, my brother. I see I, it. I, I try, I, I, let, I, I see, this is my life. I've been doing this since I was 17. You know, mm. but the answer to that question about foot up in New York, there's a scripture that I always remember that Jesus said, 
that there's no profit accepted in their hometown. That's right. Come on. So <laughs> you have to travel. You have to get out there as an entertainer. I don't care if you're just an independent artist of your own. You got to look, spend your money. You believe in yourself. See, I, I could get on the bus and go to Chicago and go get clean the board of health and walk in the club. As soon as the DJ put some music on, I get up there on that floor and I start dancing and spinning that hat. I got everybody's attention in the house. That's right. Mm -hmm. Now, now that's they right. want to know who is this guy in here turning this place out like this. Now that's another plug for me because now I can come back and tell him and I just don't do it for me. When they ask me, I'll say, well, look, check this out. Well, you know, how many, well, what are you paying here? Because um, I can bring the blue notes. You know, Russell Tompkins Jr., lead singer of the Stylistics, is my cousin. Mm. So I can get him to go up there and bring them in the club. I can get the intruders. I work very close now with the Ebony's. I'm right. their choreographer. Right. You know what I mean? Okay. So okay. I let the other people know in other cities, you know, because these groups have not traveled in years. Now, yeah. Russell, he's traveling. He's yeah, doing yeah. it. I mean, Stylistics oh, yeah. is all over. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. He just come back <laughs> home from California. You know what right. I mean? Right. Matter of fact, he was at the airport when I was at the airport. He was just an hour early. I came behind him. I'm going over there to uh, New Orleans. He was headed to California. Right. You know what I mean? So you got to travel, man. People, and you'd be surprised. I got, on my way going to New Orleans, I had to do a seven-hour layover in Orlando, Florida. Mm -hmm. I called a brother that does Frank Sinatra that I knew down there. And he said, boss, I've been waiting to meet you for a long time, man. You know, so come on down. I got off the plane in Orlando and I'm hearing the people saying, John, the boss man hall, come downstairs, you know, to the first level. So I come down, man. It's like him and about 20 more people with him there to meet me, you know, and I'm up here signing autographs, taking pictures with them. And by the time I got finished done that, man, it was 430. Cause, cause we had the same <laughs> wow. You know what I mean? I said, wow. You know, but you never know how the people feel about you, you know, they watch your videos, they do this, they do that, you know what I mean? But that New York scene, see, New York always going to have that capital standards as entertainment. Right. You know I mean, because they say if you can't make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. That's right. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And that stands to be true because, like I said, I did the Apollo for my father. He asked me, he said, whatever you ever do in life, you got to go do that Apollo for me. Mm -hmm. You know, and I went there not thinking I'm going to win because it was about almost 25 or 30 people there, you know, performing. Right. And I got me a win. And I said, wow, man, you know, this is a blessing. But like I say, hard work, man, you got to put it in. Yeah, put it this, in. This, this ain't nothing where though you sit back, you know, see, I'm going to tell you where some of the groups fail at. And they got to realize this. And this is the honest God truth. When you're used to somebody booking you all the time, and you don't know the business yourself, okay, now. you know how to do that, then you ain't gonna never work. You ain't gonna be get the money you really wanna get or show the worth that you really worth. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. I look at groups that I came up looking at like Blue Magic. Right. Blue Magic is a bad group, one of the top groups out of Philadelphia. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But they don't, they don't work as much as like that. Right. You know what I mean? You may see Blue Magic two or three times. Yeah, I remember Blue Magic was working every other month. Right. Flying here, flying there. Yeah, you know I mean, but you have to stay out there. You got to push yourself. You can't just let these people let you because they really trying to do away with the R and B music, brother. They actually mm. trying to just push us out the way, and that's why this woman star car 
went to the legislators to get that on the calendar. You know, you got the rock and roll, the jazz day, the blues, the country, but you ain't had no R&B. Well, I have a question. And who, mm-hmm. who are the who is the element or the or the, the organization or what, what have you that wants to stop the R&B movement? Well, some people put it like this. And I heard um, a couple of the rappers, well-known rappers, and he said something about they had a private meeting and the private meeting was held and they was told that you can't take nothing out of this meeting. If you do, you'd be fired right then and there. So turned around, they was pushing the gangster rap and they said, we're going to push this gangster rap and keep putting the words out there about killing and all that. And like Les said, they're not really doing none of that stuff. That's just fake. But these people are seeing it going out in the streets and really actually doing this, thinking that it's real, but they're doing it because these people have private prisons that they own and they got to keep the inmates in. So if you keep pushing the violence, then the violence is going to hit the streets and they're going to act out. Now you got the people coming back into the prison again mm-hmm. just to keep it, their flow going on. Wow. And they, don't, they said they wasn't hiring nobody with a positive message. It all had to be gangster rap. You had to keep pushing that. And that was going to cause the problem for the people to cause the jails to keep rising back and get their population back up. Mm-hmm. And that's a shame that they, you know, but one brother said, I didn't think it was going to work. And he said, wow, they pulled it off. They made it work. I, you know? you know, I agree with that. I agree with that. I agree um, 100, man. Because I'm going to tell you something. If you look at you know, when they said, well, you know, R&B is, R&B is dead. You know, if you look at it, think about it. Think about a couple of ways that we used to do R&B. We had groups. We had groups. When we, when was the last group of male singers or female singers, a group, new, mm. that has come out in the last 10 years? Tell me one. Can anybody tell me one? <laughs> Wow, you ain't I'm kidding, for real. I mean, okay, if you want to say Silk Sonic, Bruno, okay. But that's, I'm talking about one of our groups from around the way, traditionally, of how we did it back in the days, name one, female wow. or male groups that sing R&B, straight R&B. And nobody can answer that, right? No, I can't. Okay. I can't think you're, of one. You're saying groups. How about solo singers? Well, let's 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 go solo singers. Well, right now, Andy Stokes is is making some noise on on the national scene. But Andy Stokes, okay. So that's that's Andy Stokes. Do y'all know who Andy Stokes is? Nope. Nobody nope. knows who he is. You follow what I'm saying to you? The point mm-hmm. of of the point of my question is. They're not putting money behind R and B. Well, right. Well, yes. Right. That's the point. There's R and B out there, but if you heard what John said about his own record, and Ray, we know about the record, but you have to spend that bag in order to get that music played. There's no doubt. There's radio. no doubt about it. But the other issue is how urban, so-called urban contemporary radio, aka R and B radio, uh, is 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 just playing uh, the you know. The, the hits from the past, and uh, they very, unless you're Rihanna or, you know, 
uh, Beyonce or uh, you know Chris Brown uh, or Neo. Uh, they're not playing new music, period. And yeah. they, they're staying in that safety zone by paying oh, their oldie stations, and then they sneak in the superstars. Okay, but let me... And then me, that's basically, you know, radio is, you know, you may need the bag, but they're stuck in, in a zone of the past, figuring they can play old music, which the, the, the audience is familiar with. That's the easy way to go. We don't have the Frankie Crockers or the Butterballs like we had back in the day. Uh, but Ray, let me, let me interject and let me, and let me explain this to you and see if this makes mm. sense to any of you. Number <laughs> one, you're correct. They're not playing the new stuff. But if you correlate that to what John was just talking about, right? They don't want to play the new stuff. So what? What's another another way of stopping the new stuff from being played? Bringing new artists out is for the radio stations to not play them, and they right. are told not to play them on purpose. Right. Purposely That's done. Right. It's purposely done. What you're seeing, because if there's no airways to be heard, and there's no avenue for them to play the music. Then what does that do? That's that makes it like it doesn't exist. That's right. Or yeah. like it's dying off when it's really right. not dying off. Exactly. I'm telling you, people want to hear. We, you know, as as a musician, you know, as a singer, as a performer, you know that people love this music, and it doesn't matter what age they are; they really genuinely have a love for this music. Now, the coalition in regards to control. And what's being played and what should be played, the math ain't mathing. The math right. is not mathing. Right. And that's why we have a radio show like Fresh Nation to promote yes. Yes. independent artists. And that's why we have to make sure that we have an RB day that not should only be for that city, but it should be mm -hmm. an international thing. And that's when you right. said that, I said, that is genius. We need this all over the same that's way right. that there's a Juneteenth. There needs to be an RD national day. Uh, you know, I know that we have. Um, Black Music Month and all of that. But we need to, there's a jazz. We need to have an R&B because I really feel that this is something that'll regenerate the interest. We're already fabulous when we touch anything musically. But yes. oftentimes, because we're not in the business of the business, <laughs> you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying. We're not in the business of the business. Things seem to fall by the wayside. Anything that is not um, mindfully thought about mm -hmm. will die. Mm -hmm. And we have to mindfully make sure that R&B music, rhythm and blues music does right. not die. Right. right. Now, let me let me just add this real quick and I'm going to break mm -hmm. it down. And, and, you know, we always, this is not, I'm not going to do the race thing. What I'm going to say is this. I'm going to say money and power. I'm going to say <laughs> money and power. And I'm putting money in the forefront. Right. The rap music is the biggest selling music out here. That's what's making those people in control make more money. So they're not going to push something that they feel is not going to be either equal or better than the revenue that rap music is bringing in. And then it's right. one type of somebody's playing something in the background. I, I wish they cut it off because I can hear myself talking. Um, if rap music wasn't making money the way it is, then R&B would have an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Any other genre would have an opportunity. But they're making so much money off this. And what they're telling people is that 
We don't want to hear soft rap. Don't mm-hmm. come with no knowledge rap. We don't want to hear that. We want to hear the bling bling rap, the killer killer rap, the, the B word rap, the N word mm-hmm. rap, because that's what is selling. Now, that's on a money side. Now, let's take it to the other side, the science behind it. If you want to look at the world itself, and we always talk about the world and where we're mm-hmm. at as people of color and what have you. If you take two people that listen to rap music, Mm-hmm. indoctrinate their minds with this killer mentality, what happens? They go out and they live. Reality. Yeah, reality, reality, right? Mm-hmm. So now, the easiest way to destroy people is to let them live out that reality. And what is that reality? I'm going to get a gun. I'm going to smoke mm-hmm. some weed. I'm going to either get in a car or I'm going to steal a car. I'm going to hustle. And then if you got a problem with me, I'm going to kill you before you kill me or something to that effect. So what happens now? The effect of that is, is that two people's lives are now messed up. I shoot you, you die. I get arrested. I go to jail. That's right. Now that's two of us, two more. Out the way. Count. Two yep. more out the way. And this has been a perpetual, uh, this has been going on perpetually over and over and over again. Crimes that we don't even hear about. How many young people are you hearing about now that are shooting one another? They're not even every, talking. No every day, every they just day. pulling out and they blasting each other at 19, at 17, getting younger and younger. Now, 13, I'm, 14. He, he's dead. <laughs> he's dead. Yep. This person's gone for 25, 30, 40 years. He's gone. So they don't have to worry about them anymore. So we don't have to worry about, well, you talked about jails being filled. How do you fill mm-hmm. jails? By putting what? People in them, Negative. right? That's right. And how do you get people in them? you get them to commit crimes. Not that, right. and I'm not saying the ones that actually go out and just say, I'm committing a crime. That's what I'm talking about. But I'm talking right. about the system, the system that has set trap doors that people can't see that they walk into. Mm. And when you listen into something over and over and you smoke a weed all day long and that's all you doing, your all mind is messed up, man. That's your right. mind is messed up. And you go yep, from zero right. to sixty. You don't have any any type of uh, uh, conflict resolution in 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 your heart, in your mind, in your soul. And the first thing you know is violence. Get them before they get me, because these kids today do not believe that they're gonna live long. They don't believe they're gonna live That's long. Right. I'm That's glad right. you said that, man. Because the word on the street over here, they talking about the good die young. Uh, I said, wait a minute. You talking about a movie? I said, because I mean, the good die young. Where you get that from? They said, man, because I don't think I'm going to live past 25. They already saying that. That's right. Mm-hmm. They saying they, they putting that negative thought in their mind. I'm not going to live past 25. I mean, so what make you think to other the environment that you hanging around or being around, you already know what them cats are about. Right. Your own friend would turn on you today and blow your brains out. That's right. You know, because he think you're getting an extra dollar more than him. Exactly. Right. Exactly. You know, for nothing. And then, you know, the people, mm-hmm. this week part they got me. I'm watching Facebook one day and I see the Ku Klux Klan come on there with his white robe and everything on. And he kept saying, you know, you ends are doing a great job. That's right. <laughs> That's You're right. doing a great job. <laughs> Keep it up. Cause you look, we ain't got to hang you no more. You don't look all we know what to do now. Give you the drugs, give you the guns, and you're gonna do what we need you to do. That's right. Wipe your generation out. Wipe your generation. Because they're scared right now that their generation is 
going less. And they saying they're being mixed with African-American men messing with their women. They don't like that. And they're saying that they believe that their culture is getting less and they don't never want to see that. And right. a prime example to put them in their place, what we just had that election. Trump tried to put all the people in this here, there, there, there on the board and <laughs> every one of them failed. None of them got in office. That's right. Because we already know you was corrupt, coming in with a corrupt background. You know what I mean? Our people, we tired of that. We tired of you going up there saying you're going to do this and do this and you don't do nothing. You know what I mean? And we still in the same status we've been in. Right now, this ain't number, the prisons is number the modern day penitentiary is number the modern day plantation. That's all it is. Yeah. That's all it is. That's now, all it is. Yeah. Now, you know, people say, well, you know what? The argument, the flip side is, well, you know, you know, I didn't, I didn't make you commit a crime. Right. No, no, no you didn't. But, but <laughs> there's those who are weak. There's That's those right. who are misguided. There are those who are living off the land. Those who are living, uh, fam they, they're creating these gangs as families and they feeling like, listen, I have no other, no other way. There's the hope is gone. A lot mm. of people don't have hope, even though there's a lot of people that are doing the right thing. But think about it's a numbers game. We talked mm -hmm. about numbers. If mm -hmm. I can take 10 and I can take three or four to 10 off the count and we continuously do this consistently, then we're winning. Like you just said. They're exactly. doing the job for us. If all That's 10 stood up, then, they, you know, whoever's against the 10, if you stand up doing the right thing, they're going to be concerned that the 10 is not falling. But as long as I get one or two or three of these 10, then we are still winning. We are still <laughs> winning. We are achieving our goals. Listen, y'all, what, what, what we have to understand, and this is, I say this a thousand times, we want to always say as adults, the younger generation, is lost. Huh? We've got, we as adults are still here on this earth. Mm -hmm. We can't abandon them because we feel that they're untouchable or un, uh, or they're not receptive. We mm -hmm. have to, we have to try regardless because we are still here with them. They can't learn what they don't know. That's right. That's right. We have to teach them. They can't learn what they don't know because they're not being taught in the schools what they need to know. Not at all. If they don't know what we already know, we've we've lived a couple of 24s. You dig what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Right. And if we don't turn around and 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 explain to them when we can for those that do want to listen, you catch them. You keep at them because they want to hear it. They may not mm -hmm. want to do it in a crowd, but you could snatch one or two, pull them to the mm -hmm. side and tell yeah. them what time it is, man. And yeah. it's and, and honestly, it's not I don't want to go into the, because I don't hate anybody. I don't want to go into the hate thing and all that, but I recognize right. the truth. The truth is right. the system is rigged. There's trap doors and you got to be careful of where you, where you step. And if you don't yeah. acknowledge that, the, if you don't acknowledge the truth, see, because I'm talking about whether you're white or black, acknowledge facts. the truth because the facts are the goddamn facts. They're That's there. right. They're That's there. Right. And anybody with a rational mind can see that the playing field is not leveled. Mm -hmm. And I'm not asking for people to give somebody something. That's not what we're talking about here. We're not talking about, hey, give me something for nothing. Right. Open up the about, door and I get it myself. Exactly. What did Jane Brown said? He said, open up the door and I'll get it myself. Get it myself. That's right. Mm -hmm. 
I don't want nobody to give me nothing. nothing. <laughs> right. Just make the playing right. field level. Right. If I commit a crime and you commit the same crime, then it should be the same results. That's right. Like just last month, I went into Temple University. One of the African sisters of the African Sambo team there, she asked me to come in. She said, you have a very, very interesting history. You know, you've been in the city for a long time. People do know you. She said, your story has to be told. And she had like almost about, I'll say about 80 or 90 of the students in there, you know, and I gave them a story and I told them, I said, let me tell you something. Y'all throwing rocks at the penitentiary. I said, that's what you're doing. I said, let me explain something to you. I said, I've been there. I experienced that life. I thank God that I experienced that life because I got a better understanding how to walk as a man and stand up as a man. You know I mean, sometimes you never know what life is going to throw at you, you know? And believe me, a lot of brothers that are in there are innocent, mm. really innocent. That's why mm. you, see, you see it's being flipped now that they letting them out, but you letting them out with circumstances. And I'm gonna tell you something, people don't know this, in Pennsylvania, and I know it because being a victim of it, you see what I'm saying? You know, and I ain't scared to tell no one. I did 22 years for something that I didn't even do. Mm -hmm. It came home and God has blessed me to get back on my feet. Right. And on, let me say that and say, look, man, I didn't have to go rob nobody. I didn't have to go take nobody's car, stick up nothing. You know, I use my talent. I said, I'm going to use my talent to get back out there. And Les Boogie was one of the people that snatched me up and brung me to New York and sported my talent to them wow. people like that. You see what I'm saying? So when people think that it's over, it's not over. Stop counting yourself out. Stop Say that again. Say that again. Stop yeah. counting yourself out because you think because you got a criminal record that you can't keep on going. You can keep on going on. What I did, I was smart about it because the old head told me in the process of being in there, he said, man, do me a favor. If you don't do it for me, do it for yourself. And mm. I said, what is that? He said, give them every day, every time, every minute, every hour. And I walked out as a free man with no parole, no probation, nothing attached to me. Free to get That's my good. life back together. You know what I mean? True. Because see, that probation, that parole, they numbered another trap to take the black man back into the plantation. Because mm. long as they got that chain on you, they can yank that chain anytime. But you see, know? if I if I can just interject for a moment, I think also it's a matter of having freedom in your mind because you can be free and be outside and still not be free in your energy, still feel um, held down, still feel oppressed. And, you know, we like to say, you know, someone's holding us down, but you have to make up in your own individual mind to say, I understand that those may be some circumstances, but that's not my story. It's not the and reality. I, that's not my reality because that's we have right. a choice in it. And I hear like, time and time again you've said this over you got to show up you got to show up you got to show up you got to grind you got to be present you got to make a way you got to knock on doors you got to talk to people you got to make yourself known and that's why you've had longevity and that's why you've been in circles and that's mm -hmm. why the rooms have opened the door has opened for you <laughs> mm -hmm. that's right, that's right. 
That's right. And, and, and I'm not going to stop. You know, Jade Brown, I look at them, Jackie Wilson, you know, sitting down with his daughter, telling me the legacy of her father. I mm. never even knew that Barry Gordy, that we look at as the man that created Motown, he started as a writer for Jackie Wilson. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, he, yeah. he, he was part of Bronze Wit Records. She told me the story. She said, you know, my father, Jackie Wilson, wrote Lonely Teardrops and a few of the That's other right. cuts that he That's, made. Yeah, Barry wow. Gordy wrote it. Yeah. Barry Gordy wrote it. Yeah. yeah. And then Barry Gordy didn't even look at himself as a famous person. He said Smokey came over there to Bronze Wit Records trying to sell something, you know, and they turned him down. So ah. Barry followed him out the building and said, come here, young man. You know, I like them songs you got. Let me show you how to do this and do that with them. You know, and Smokey said, well, who are you? He said, I'm <laughs> Barry Gordy. He said, oh, you the Barry Gordy? See, looking at Smokey like, well, what you mean? I mean, I'm just Barry Gordy, you know. Mm. But Barry didn't look at the fame that he <laughs> did, you know, until it started really showing up, you know, through Jackie Wilson, you know. So... Um, I'm telling you something, man. Meeting them brothers down there, man. Growing up, listening to that music, Philadelphia and Motown, mm. and meeting them, meeting their children, man. Nona Gay, Cheryl Ruffin, you know the Stub Girls. You know, I'm I'm sitting around legends that you know down there. They say, man, y'all look at this as Motown. This is not Motown. Motown, that building over there. I mean, this is Detroit. This is the blues capital. This is the jazz capital. This is where the Christian gospel capital come from. You know, she said, we had all this before there was a Motown. You know, I met Lady Champagne, the beautiful, uh, beautiful jazz blues singer, man. I mean, it's just, I'm just telling you, it's just so much that our people have done that we don't get recognized for. That's right. You know, especially in the music industry. You know, yeah. we people then stole so much from us, man. Elvis Presley. But you know what I like about Elvis stealing music from us? Michael turned right back around and took it from Elvis. Because <laughs> everything Michael did with the white hat and the white jacket, Fred Astaire, all the way. The spinning around, falling on the knees, Jackie Wilson. Yep. Oh, wow, yeah. Sliding back with his feet and everything, James Brown. Mm. He took that, and I'll never forget what he told me. He said, you want to be great? You better look at the great. Yeah, I right. said, well, I'm sitting there right talking to you. You the greatest I know that's right there. <laughs> you know what I mean? He said, well, I'm just telling you. You want to be great? Look at the great and take a piece of this, a piece of that. And I started doing that, and it's been yeah. working ever since. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And that taps yep. into a whole nother thing. I think mm -hmm. part of what's missing is that we have to understand we need generational information and downloads. Right. Young people cannot get better unless we are willing to hear from our seniors. And I'm not talking seniors in years. I'm talking senior in experience. Right. And we also have to make sure that there is R&B acknowledgement, but R&B knowledge <laughs> right, right, right. We gotta, we gotta know something. it. Yeah, right. Being on stage as an entertainer, that's good. But see, if you watched it, that movie, Get On Up, James mm -hmm. did something in that movie at a certain part where, though, you seen Chadwick come to the band, he said, Yeah, it's show business. You know I mean, he said, Yeah, there's a show, and then there's the business. They start putting the money in their pocket. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean, 
But I met and got the book that she gave me, Martha High. Martha High was with James Brown for 30 years. Mm. She's the one that had the white hair that got the high notes and all that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Martha told me some things, man. I said, well, Martha, you know, why did, uh, you know, you leave James Brown? Because you was there from the very beginning. She said, when he told me to take orders from the other man, I said, what happened to a say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud. And mm. she said, I'm out of there. Mm. Mm. She said, I'm, I said, what? She said, that's right. <laughs> you ain't going to tell me, you know, that I got to teach these people this and teach them that. And they come in there and that pose and make the show. She said, the show was already better from the very beginning with just us. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? But yeah. when that started happening, you know, uh, Martha said, you know, I'm, no, I'm out of here. But a blessing came out of that me meeting her. She has a book that she written called He's a Funny Cat, Miss Hyde by Martha Hyde on the life story of James Brown, right? She said, we're doing the auditions and the reason why I called you, I seen your video. Mm. She said, I got one question to ask you. Was you really singing like that? I said, yes. She said, I was just joking. I knew you were singing. She said, let me tell you something. <laughs> I want you to come and audition to be in the play that we're going to do for my book. She said, I don't like the guy that's doing it, but it was a thing where though the financial situation, because when you're not financial in your own thing and mm. people are sponsoring yeah. you, you yeah. only have yeah. so much to say, right. you know? Yeah. But I told her, I said, well, it's still your book. It's still your thing. You know what the story is. Mm -hmm. And she mm -hmm. said, you know, she said, whatever I do, I'm going to let you know because I like really what you do. She said, I sent your video in and she said, before I knew it, I didn't hear nothing for about a month. So I called her back. I said, Miss Hobbs, you know, I appreciate what you were trying to do, but if it didn't work, you know, then I'm okay with that. She said, wait a minute, hold on, young man. She said, because just the other day, they asked me for another video of you. Mm. I said, well, which one did you send them? She said, the <laughs> one with you, this one you got the James Brown wig on. I said, that's the best <laughs> one, baby. I said, that's the right one. You know, she said, yeah. She said, you got down on that one. I said, yeah. She said, so we're going to see what's going on. Now, this is during the pandemic. So now things done calmed down. I've been getting notes from her, get in contact, get in contact with me. I'm like, okay. You know, so I'm looking forward to that being the next project, actually being on Broadway doing this. That'd be you amazing. I, like I, I, I stand in agreement for you. And can we also say the later seems to be the greater. Uh, I, 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 I know the audience, because this is a radio show, although we do have multiple streams, just to let you know, because because <laughs> this is Fresh Nation. Of course, we have multiple right. streams of communication and you can right. see us. But people need to know that your age will not dictate how far you want to go. Yeah. That's it's something liberating about seeing somebody, a silver fox like yourself, right. seeing you get excited and speak with such um, energy about mm -hmm. the music business. And you're like, yeah, I'm still doing it and I'm still yeah. going to do it. And yeah. I got enough energy to do it. And when you are doing James Brown, you are doing the movement. <laughs> you're doing splits. 
split, spin. I even add my own little thing in there. You know what I mean? And it all worked. But- Mr. Sir, Mr. Sir, I'm going to mm-hmm. say something. The last mm-hmm. time I did a split. OK, I don't. OK. <laughs> I don't know the way my body is set up. I don't I, have, I can't do the split, but mm-hmm. you really do splits and you get back up. And it's 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 athletic at 61 years old, getting ready to be 62. I'm not even going to tell my age because I'm 25 <laughs> plus I'm 25 plus tax in multiple states. And I'm letting you know, I, I, I can count maybe one time I did a split and that was on accident. <laughs> that was on accident. That was that was on it. Accident. That was on accident, not on purpose. That was on accident. And okay. this man, I saw the video and I'm like, oh, I had, you know, when you do the dip, I'm like, what? oh, <laughs> that was my expression. I was like, he go, and he get back up. Go ahead at 61. <laughs> there you go. Hey, listen, listen, John, um, mm-hmm. we're going to wind this down. Yes, sir. Um, let me just say this to you, man. You know, thank you for coming on, man. You you know, there's so much Anytime, more. Brother. Anytime. So much more. Yeah, yeah. You know how we do. We family, man. And, um, you know, we met several years ago. And it's mm-hmm. so funny, you know, people, you know, it, it's, it's crazy because people look at me. They don't know what I be up to, man. That's right. That's they don't right. know who I know and they don't know where I've been. Hell of a surprise, brother. And, they and don't know. And, and it's a blessing. And it's a blessing, right. man. Yes, I've been out to Philly. I haven't seen you at the casino out there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yes, sir. You know, yes, sir. And, uh, came to New York and, and mm-hmm. you met some people up here, too. And you came back and did your own thing. And. And mm-hmm. and you know you know Ray you know Jimmy you know and we know yeah. you we know Rhonda how's Rhonda doing man Oh she's doing great man she just moved into one of her new apartments she gave the house up oh, you she know did. she said okay. you know I done been married I done raised my kids you know I'm going to relax now so she would have got a nice <laughs> apartment you know what I mean you know she just laid back still doing the radio show though big you shout know? out to Rhonda Supreme yeah. Rhonda yeah, Supreme, Rhonda Supreme she got that silky. Radio voice, man. I love yes, her sir, voice, man. That's yes, man. the bomb, man. And, yeah. uh, and beautiful as anything. <laughs> there you go. And then let's just plug this real quick, man. Baby Dave, man. Baby Dave this weekend. Yes. Old, yes super yeah. old school. Cabaret. Yes, sir. Baby and, Dave go all the way back, man, to Sir Jam concerts, Electric Factory concerts. Baby Dave is the gentleman that put me on the show with Earth, Wind & Fire, the Gap mm-hmm. Band, you know, Sly and the Family Stone. He He's wow. the one that did that back in the mm-hmm. day. He did that with me. I well, mean, you- it was just something that when he saw us, Baby Dave fell in love with me and them dancers, man. And he said, man, anytime I got to have an opening, it's going to be y'all. Wow. Well, let's let's give a shout out to your dancers, man. The sirens. Give a shout out oh, to the dancers, man. Yeah, the Philly sirens. I mean, let me tell you something. I was doing a show in Philadelphia over on Parkside, and this young lady was trying to get through the crowd to get to me, you know. So they were rushing me to the car, and she slid under the guy's arm and had the her her um her her, her business card in her hand, right, and stuck mm-hmm. it right in my pocket. Right. <laughs> and I said, OK, you you went through all that to get to me. You know, this must be something real. So when I checked them out, you know, they was very professional. Uh, she's from out of Washington, uh, Misa. She has a group, the Philly Sirens and me and them hooked up. And man, it's just been a beautiful relationship. Um, my music, they take my music, they put the routines to it. And look, man, I, I can just go with a track with them. And it's a whole show, man. 
yeah. it's a hotel. But hey, the hey, band is always beautiful. Didn't you? Didn't we do a show in Atlantic City and they backed you up? Yes. Yes. That's right. We showed what hotel was that again? You remember? Um, wait a minute. That was uh, was it the showboat? The showboat. The showboat. My, it was. It was like a fifteen hundred seat joint. It was nice. It was yeah. real nice. Yeah. And real and Jimmy, nice. And me and Jimmy hosted it. <laughs> oh no! You talking about the one? It's the Hard Rock now. The Hard Rock. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the Hard yeah. Rock. Oh, now. But back yeah, then, that was, it was a great the show, man. That was a great it, show. Y'all tore that up. And that took me out because. I come in there, Les Boogie and Jimmy was in security positions. <laughs> <laughs> and we hosted, we hosted the show that night. We hosted that show that night. Man. Oh, man, y'all put the thing down on that and, show. And the ladies, of Sky, the ladies of Sky was on the show that night, too, man. We hosted That's the right. show out there in Lake City. Yeah, and GQ. GQ, and GQ, right? GQ was yep. the headliner. That's right. Yes, he was. Yeah, that get, was beautiful, man. So listen, Baby Davey's doing his thing. Super mm -hmm. old school cabaret. Anybody within the sound of my voice, it's this Saturday. I'm talking about the old school joint. I know Chub yeah. Rockers on yeah. Friday. They're doing right. a double hit. They're doing mm -hmm. the classic hip hop on Friday. Is both at Treasures or the other one? Both are at Treasures. Both, both at, at Treasures. Okay, Treasures mm -hmm. Banquet Hall. Treasures Banquet Hall at 5549 Germantown Avenue, Philadelphia, PA, 19144. Once again, Treasures Banquet Hall. Yes. Super. Old School Cabaret, Concert and Dance. You got David Beasley's Ebony's. Mm. You got the Philly Intruders, John the Ball. You on the show, John, right? No, I'm on the show just as being a host for them. He's hosting the show. Mm -hmm. You got the Tribute to the Legends, the one you were talking about. That's and right. Then you have that group, Jakar, that you were talking about. Oh, they're going to kill it. They're going to kill, kill it, it. man. And All we right. gotta get them to New York. We gotta get them to New York because I'm gonna tell you, man. Hey, you you love what they do for you, Les. You love it. You'll be like, nice. oh wow. And these are ladies. These are ladies. ladies. Four ladies. Yes. They look like they're getting ready to kill it. But I'm gonna come out there. I'll be there Sunday. <laughs> I'll be there yes, Saturday. Sir. I mean, I'll be and there at fact, the show. I'm gonna introduce it to you. All right, cool. I'll be mm -hmm. at the show, and I want to thank you. I met Baby Dave through you. I yes, met sir. Baby Dave through you. So this is That's how we right. do. Keep that That's circle. Right. Keep it going. That's right. Keep it going. Yeah. And then let me just tell you about, you got Tattletail here as a comedian, brother. Okay. Keep him in mind. That's Super right. Because is a singer, performer, and comedian. Keep mm. him in mind. You know who Ray oh, yeah. Cardiano is. Oh, yeah. Right, right. You're family right. now, brother. Yes, sir, you know, brother. Yes, sir. You're always welcome when you come to New York. Hey, I'm, a, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back up there, turn it out again, brother. I got something for you coming <laughs> up, man. I got something in May. I have something in May, but I might have something before that. Okay. We got a... We've got an open mic series that's going on at this place called The Comedy in Harlem. Mm. And uh, if you're ever here doing a hit, hopefully it'll be around the same time. I'll keep you informed. You need to come on yes, down sir. and bless us, man. Bless the mic. Yes, sir. Bless yes, the sir. mic. You know, we would definitely of... love to have you. And just to let you know, yes. as long as I have been gay, I can be one of your background <laughs> dancers. And don't Anytime. ask. Don't Anytime. I can only I can only I can only move the left side of my body um, <laughs> a certain way and I can do no splits. Okay? okay, but but I will be your background dancer. Yeah, ain't that wrong with that? <laughs> All right, so listen, y'all. We're gonna sign off right now, John Hall. I wanted yes, to sir, say, brother. man, you are the boss, man. Yes, everybody. We said what's yeah, up, man. brothers. Thank Pleasure you. meeting you, man. Pleasure. Right. Excellent presentation, y'all too, man. And thank you it's for coming out to the Let's Boogie one-on-one -on -one show right here on Fresh Nation Radio and EAJ1023. We'll be back next week with another show. But this one was special because the boss man was in the building.
Lay y'all, man. Always. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs>